Hey folks, it's Seb here. Thanks so much for tuning in. Before we get started, I would just like to acknowledge that this podcast is created, recorded, and distributed on the land of the Kulin Nations, and I pay respect to elders past, present, and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Thanks, y'all. Hope you enjoy the show. the second to be exact of um seb does astrology today we're going to be talking about the sun moon and rising and what that means how we you know how we navigate that and how we can use this information to channel our best selves the sun moon and rising it's not our entire birth chart but it's a snapshot of who we are, and a snapshot of the energies available to us to help us be our best selves. Today I'm recording this two days before the new moon in Pisces. Um, I'll probably release it on the on the day of the new moon in Pisces. Um, this new moon is very potent um, and very, you know, it's a very prominent new moon because um, it will be conjunct because new moon when the sun and the moon are conjunct you know in conjunction they're on top of each other it happens every 28 days roughly um when it happens the sun and the moon will both be in pisces and it will be conjunct venus and neptune in pisces as well we had the exact conjunction of the sun and neptune today on on thursday the day that i'm recording this and we will have the conjunction of venus and neptune the exact conjunction on the day the day after the new moon so on the sunday um at least in you know australian melbourne sydney time and this is important because it's the new moon in pisces but what planet rules pisces neptune the fact that neptune is conjoining these this new moon uh, and also, you know, hello, Venus just happens to be here in Pisces. And Venus does well in Pisces. Venus is exalted in Pisces. All of this tremendous um, positive and supportive energies during this new moon. So this is a great time to, to you know, as I always say, journal, meditate, you know, connect with your spiritual self, go for a walk and connect with, you know, the natural world. Um, and this will be a great time to manifest as well, because new moons are great for manifestations. And I feel like the past couple new moons that we've had, or I, I remember like some of the new moons we've recently had, have had some, you know, a bit wonky transits going on. So they haven't been that great, but I mean, come on, new, 
new moon in Pisces, all of this, you know, Neptune and Venus are also here, and Pisces rules spirituality and the divine and the sacred, and so, you know, like, manifest, yes, let's manifest, let's write shit down and then put in the work to, you know, name the goal and then walk towards that goal. Um, so, yeah, um, be sure to look at where this new moon is happening in your chart, um, which house it's happening in. Um, for me, it's happening in my second house. And the second house is all about beauty and manifestations and, you know, comfort and luxury. Um, and also the natural world. So I'll be, I'm planning a very spiritual, you know, getting in touch with myself and nature weekend, you know, and um, doing things that lighten up my soul and, you know, I'm seeing family and stuff. And so that's going to be really, really great for me, I think. Um, but yeah, check where this is happening. It's going to be happening at 23 degrees Pisces. So the new moon. Um, so be sure to check out um, which house that's in, you know, um, if it's in your seventh house, this might be a good time to manifest or think about or even just like reflect about relationships in your life, whether romantic or platonic or whatever. Or if it's your 10th house, you know, think about your career, think about your accomplishments, think about, you know, what are you pursuing? What are you, what mountain are you climbing? Um, and so this, you know, this new moon, good time to think about what this next chapter holds for you. You know, what, 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 what new stuff are you going to be doing? And, you know, name that and, you know, put in the work to do it. So the sun, moon and rising, um, because I would love to talk about the new moon forever, but today we're talking about the sun, moon and rising. The sun, moon and rising are important. Um, in the astrology community, I feel like in many ways, they're, they're like an ID card that you show at, um, at like a career expo or, you know, some festival where you like flash, flash them to a friend and then they flash theirs and then you kind of like get a better understanding of each other, you know, um, that, that's kind of how it, how it's kind of traded in the community. Um, so it's important to know, and I feel like even people who are new to the astrology community or, uh, you know, don't have the deepest understanding of it, they know the sun, moon and rising. Um, if you don't, the easiest way, well, the way to find out is to do is to just Google, um, you know, like birth chart or free birth chart. Um, and there are plenty of sites out there. I personally love Astro Charts. Astro Charts is really it's such a nice layout. My sixth house, all of my sixth house um, placements, love it. It's so neatly organized. Um, and yeah, um, and just put in your you need your birth time, birth date. Um, and birth location and they'll get your birth chart and then from there you get your sun moon and rising rising also called ascendant sometimes um but to start us off i there's a great metaphor that the astrologer healer poet and you know my astro mother heidi rose robbins uses um 
and it's it's the car metaphor for the sun, moon, and rising. Basically, um, she she in, she envisions the sun, moon, and rising like this: the moon is our past, our childhood, our you know, it's where we're coming from. It's you know, it's what's behind us. It's what where we've been, and then we get into the car which is our sun sign the sun sign is you know the vehicle of transportation it's how we're moving and then we drive 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 and on the horizon is our rising sign so a rising sign is what we're going towards it's the energy that we're cultivating um, and that's a really great visualization for the sun moon rising i feel um, and I'll, I'll go into in depth about each of them um, in a second because um, there's lots of different factors um, but first I will read a poem and this poem is actually my poem that I wrote called I Resign to the Underworld it's a short poem it's I mean I it's not I wouldn't say that it's like publish ready you know it's not like ready to be um, you know I, I, I'll 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 go back and, you know, edit it and, like, fine-tune it and, like, probably maybe write a bit more. I don't know. I wrote this at an incredibly um, powerful time. I wrote this last year. Um, I, I wrote it, uh, as the poem says, um, during the Mercury Retrograde in Scorpio last year. And I wrote it as I was re-going over, redoing a lot of um, internal work. Um... And why I'm reading this is because um, after this, I'll go into our moon sign. And our moon sign is often where we can get caught up. Um, it's often what can hold us back or what instinctual habits we lean on, which can be good, you know, um, but can often, you know, hold us back. Um, and this poem, I think, really highlights... Um, the falls, but also the strengths and the power of our moon sign, if, you know, utilized carefully. Um, and this is also, I, you know, I have, I have a Scorpio moon, so I feel like this will resonate with any other Scorpio, or even just Scorpio placements in general, but this, is, this poem is a very Scorpio moon. I was very much feeling into my Scorpio moon self. Okay. I Resigned to the Underworld by Sebastian Whitaker. For the next four weeks... I resign to the underworld. Mercury retrograde in Scorpio is a turbulent time, one that not even a week before, I was prepared to merely survive it. But now I plunge to the heart of my agony, piercing through the dark winds that cocoon me, the flicker of hope my one guiding light in this null void. I will reach the heart of my underworld and re-emerge in new form. I must become used to the regular pulse of this dread. This is my path. I choose this. And with this quivering courage, I dare to grow. What I really wanted to, I guess, elucidate with this poem is how... I mean, I think of this with my own Scorpio moon, but, but even just in general with everyone's moon science. It's this going into the darkness, going into 
um, you know, our most wretched traits, our most, um, you know, shadow selves, and ultimately going there and then claiming it in the name of the light, you know. Um, And so, I mean, you saw with the car metaphor, the progression of the moon, sun and rising, um, how we can use this to be our best selves. But really, the moon sign is where is where we start, you know, it's where it represents our family, our child, it represents our childhood life, um, and our home, you know, um, it, it often encompasses a lot of our more shadow elements. Um, and so it's important that we know that and we are able to name that and then use that in the name of being our most loving, radiant selves and using that to inform how we can, you know, be better people. And so our moon placements are incredibly important. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about the moon. Let's talk about the moon. Um, the moon is our emotional realm. I, I mean, I kind of think of each of the placements as like different realms like in like in the the Thor movie um how there's like the nine different realms like you know I kind of think of it like that um so the moon is our emotional realm it's where our, our it's where our instincts inherent habits and sensitivities lie um and it can also sometimes indicate relationships with our mother or maternal figures in our life or, um, as I said, our home or our childhood. Um, And that's usually indicated by different um, aspects in a natal chart. So, like, if you have, you know, if you have, like, Pluto or or Chiron making an aspect to your natal Mars, there's usually some, you know, intense power um, struggle or or some experience early childhood experience with power or abuse or mistreatment that can often, you know, highlight that, um, you know, or stuff like that, you know, that, that's how you, you, that's what you usually look to for that. Um, and in esoteric astrology, the moon is also kind of referred to as like the prison of the soul where our most, um, shadowy selves can present themselves. And it's, particularly important to look at the negative or shadow traits of your moon sign and put in the work to heal past them, you know, or to heal, to heal them. Um, you know, astrology is a great tool for healing, um, because it lets you name and recognize what, you know, what might've subconsciously, um, you might've done or you might've been like, you know, um, yeah, and so it's a great tool for seeing yourself, um, and then you know, then you got to put in the work. Then you got to go to therapy. But anyway, so I'll I'm gonna go through each of the signs, um, each of the twelve signs, and go through what could potentially um, be some of the traits or the aspects that hold you back. If this is your moon sign, it's not a it's not a full list by any means and it might not all completely resonate depending on your birth chart depending on you know different other things but this is you know a a general guideline 
And um, with this, a lot of us, I know I am myself, we can be defensive. Um, so, you know, let your guard down. Let your guard down while you're listening because um, it's, as I said, astrology is a tool for healing. Um, and if something really incites something where you're like, oh, n no, that's not me. Maybe that's something, uh, maybe that's a rock you should look under. But keep in mind that with all of these, like we can really rely on our moon sign. You know, we can really um, rely on these habits um, when used positively and when used in the name of love to accomplish things. So there's, you know, there's a, there's a positives and negatives. Anyway, enough waffling on I'll go through it so Aries if you have an Aries moon um, you should beware of impatience um, impulsivity imp impulsivity um, bottled bottled emotions that lead to outbursts of anger um, and also the lone wolf or like outcast mentality I feel like a lot of Aries moons can kind of Aries moons and Aquarius moons but we'll we'll get to Aquarius moons um, Aries moons can you know have that kind of self-prescribed outcast mentality but with Aries moons it's more I have to do this on my own you know I can't accept help from other people if you've watched Shira and the princesses of power it's very much like Adora um and how she's like I must do this on my own and her friends every time are like like we're here to help like or really like any childhood kind of like um hero um you know young kid must save the world because I would think like Avatar or Korra you know um, it's, it's, I feel like a lot of those have, a lot of them have Aries moons where they're kind of like, you know, I, you know, I, I, I gotta do this on my own, you know, when it's like, love, they're literally here, your friends have superpowers, they're literally here to help you, you know, anyway, but on the flip side, Aries moons can rely on their, um, you know, massive energy and massive, um, will to initiate and to do things, to get things done, you know, Aries moons, aren't as you know it's that's not a placement where you're gonna be stagnant or you're gonna you know not you're gonna not get things done you're 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 gonna get things done you know okay taurus moons my dear taurus moons beware of stubbornness um and overindulgence of the materialistic you know don't get lost in that luxury don't get lost in the comfort sometimes good to get to go out of your comfort zone um and also beware of holding on to things that harm you um as a part of the the taurus stubbornness taurus placements particularly taurus moons but you know i wouldn't put it past other taurus you know other major personal planet taurus placements um tend to hold on to you know things that you know are kind of spiky or you know, harm them or poisonous. I'm speaking metaphorically here. Like Taurus, Taurus is a sign of really not rocking the boat. You know, why should I speak up when I can? When I can just live in the, live in you know, live in what we've got now. It might not be the best. I might know that there's better out there, but I'm I'm just going to stay here. And so that's a real you know, um, a real thing to be cautious of um because you know i mean taurus is opposite scorpio um and taurus and scorpio are both fixed signs let's not get it you know wrong but scorpios are transformative 
as heck. You know, Scorpio, I mean, Scorpios reinvent themselves like three times a week. Um, and so Taurus being on the opposite side of that spectrum, you know, it's, you know, Taurus can call in a little Scorpio in the way that Scorpio can call in a little Taurus, you know. Um, but on the flip side of that, a Taurus moon can really rely on their steadfastness and their, um, you know, their will, tremendous will. Um, that's, yeah. Okay, Gemini. Gemini moon, beware of indecision, sourcing outside validation from your wit. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to say a million things a minute to get people to like you because otherwise how else would you, you know, measure your self-worth you know and also beware of superficiality or fearing depth you know you don't staying up in the clouds is nice but you can also go deeper you can also have um deeper conversations or you know whatever um yeah i feel like i mean gemini moons on the flip side um you can really rely on your like you know, Ch Gemini moons, chatterboxes, they can talk about anything with anyone, but that's a good thing, you know, you can, you know, you can talk, I, you, you'd make a great hairdresser, you can talk about anything, anything with anyone, you can make, a, you, you can make a conversation about a papaya, the most interesting conversation you've ever had, and that's, that's, you know, that's admirable, that's really great, and that's something you can rely on. Um, I'm pretty sure the comedian Nicole Bayer has a Gemini moon, and she, she, you know, I listened to a podcast, Best Friends, with Sushi is a Maida. That shit is funny as hell. And they're talking about, like, chairs or something, you know. It's, it's you know, that's that Gemini wit. But don't, don't get caught up on letting that determine um, your self-worth through external validation, as I said. Cancer Moon, beware of hiding from your problems slash being sheltered. Um, also beware of hyper-reactivity. Um, you know, defensiveness, and also living too much in the past. Water moons, but especially cancer moons, can really get caught up on being nostalgic and living in the past, you know. Um, with, water, with water moons, there's a big um, fantasy element. I think particularly with Scorpio and Pisces moons, but also with cancer moons, about um, it's there's, there's a feeling of... Um, deception almost of like um getting lost in your own fantasies getting lost in um what's not real and so you have to you have to decipher uh, and what I, is what i'm feeling real or not you know water moons are quite empathetic um you know they're kind of like the empaths um you know and so you have to really decipher is this what is this how i'm truly feeling is this what the reality really is or is it just my own fears being manifested, you know? On the flip side, Cancer Moons are very protective and, you know, there's a loyalty there almost. Um, and there's, the, I feel like Cancer Moons ha make incredible homes, like especially if you have like Libra and Leo or Taurus placements as well. Like go to a Cancer Moons home and it will be the most nourishing heartwarming thing ever you know leo moons uh, my leo moons you need to beware of being overly involved with self 
and also sourcing self-worth on external validation. Also, don't live too much in your own created dramatics. Also, kind of like, is this, is what I'm seeing real or is it just me living in the in the dramatics of my own creation? You know, uh, much like Wanda in WandaVision, you know, is, is this real or have I created this entire set? You know, having to cr- created this entire sitcom. Um, but Leo Moons can also be really reliant on 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 self-love you know just don't indulge too much in that just don't let that detract from other kinds of love you know loving others for example that's that's usually a good thing anyway slowly getting through these i need a who i need to pick up the pace um listen listen to this podcast in 1.5 speed because oh no um virgo moon be aware of over analysis never-ending self-criticism, and fear of imperfection. Beauty is imperfect. Yeah. Um, There's actually... I feel like there's a limit to beauty when it's quote-unquote perfect. Um, Because imperfections are beautiful. Imperfections are human. Um, Yeah. On the flip side, Virgo moons make great like um like there's an episode of Heidi Rose Robbins's podcast The Radiance Project which you which you should definitely check out um in which she interviewed um a fashion designer or like a it wasn't a designer it was like um he was he like a fashion stylist a pers- personal fashion stylist where he essentially kind of like based on your aura or based on your 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 soul yourself um he essentially kind of, you know, um, came up with what your most ideal fashion style is. And that's Vir- that's a very Virgo moon. That's a very, like, very analytical, being able to, the, the precise, the precision, the detail, you know, that you have that with a Virgo moon. You, you can do that in your sleep, you know. Um, so that's a, re- that's a really... I wouldn't mind a Virgo moon, honestly. That sounds really good. Anyway, Libra moon. Be- beware of indecision. I I feel like everyone says that about Libras. Beware, beware of indecision. Um, but, you know, it, just think about it. But also, don't neglect yourself in order to keep the peace um, and, you know, the pri- prioritization of everyone else. You matter, Libra moons. You matter. You can take up space. You don't need to keep the peace. You can rock the boat because, you know, you're just going to build resentment. Um, but yeah, I mean, on the flip side, Libra moons, I feel like can really like, you know, you can get along well with a Libra moon. I feel like there's, there's not a need to force things or control things there's 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 you know it's an air sign like you know you, you can go with the flow which is really cool scorpio moons hey we we have reached the goddesses okay scorpio moons including me okay i'm gonna i need to hear this just as much as y'all do okay so i need to be be beware of manipulation others and yours um beware of trying to control everything jealousy your thirst for vengeance and perpetual mistrust you can open your heart to others 
oh, it hurts. It hurts. I, I can't even think about doing that. But you can open your heart to others. Um, you can trust people. Um, it, it does sound fake. I, I, I will agree with you on that. Um, but I mean, I mean, Scorpio moons are the CIA agents from a past life. Scorpio moons can rely... I have so many... You know, if they needed this rare thing or if they need you to find some minute detail, they'll find it. We'll find it. Um, be sure to use that for good, though. You know, nothing illegal. But, I mean, if if the information's public, then it's, it's fair go. It's fair deal. Anyway, Sagittarius Moon. Beware of recklessness. Beware of bluntness. And limiting your views. You know, I mean, on, on the flip side, don't be too optimistic, but also don't don't restrict your optimism, you know. Yes, you are a child in many ways, but, you know, let your optimism run, you know, let that flag run high. Um, yeah, I feel like Sagittarius moons can also be quite reactive or, um, you know, a Sagittarius moon, you can see it on their face when, um, what, what, what they're feeling. They're not that good at hiding their emotions, I feel. Um, that, oh, that wasn't even, that was just me being petty. That was, <laughs> that was, that was just me, um, dragging y'all. But, um, don't be too, you know, I mean, fire moons, fire moons, you don't have to, you don't have to be that passionate about everything. Um, but Sagittarius moons, um, great you can you can rely on that energy you can rely on that boundary setting that's a specific and weird thing to say but like you can rely on Sagittarius moons will tell you what they want they will, they know what they want and they will tell you what they need what they want you can rely on that you know anyway Capricorn moon beware of being achievement driven or fearing spontaneity um trying to analyze and manage your feelings you know, it's okay to feel Capricorn Moon. It's okay to feel, um, and also don't be too too hard. On, don't be too hard on yourself. Um, yeah, Capricorn Moons, y'all have it tough. Who? I mean, I, I will admit, Scorpio and Capricorn Moons have it tough. I have my Scorpio Moon in the tenth house. I don't even know how I'm functioning. But anyway, that's it's not about me. I need to get my Leo in check. It's not about me. Let's go back to Capricorn Moons. Oh, poor babies. It's okay to have fun. I feel like Capricorn Moons start start off being born as an 80-year-old and then they age down as they grow up. You learn to have fun as you grow older. Um, so, you know, I mean, everything will fall into place. You don't have to worry about not being who you're not you know, or double negatives, whatever, um, but don't worry, like, you can rely on your organizational skills, on your ability to lead, on your ability to, to direct and be, you know, be in charge of shit, but also have fun, have a little bit of fun, um, yeah, because if, if you reach your dream goals, if you reach your dream career by 25, I mean, what else is there, you know, what, what mountain are you going to climb next? If you've already reached the, you know, the highest one, you might as well have a bit of fun on the way. Okay. Aquarius moons. Oh my God. Feel your feelings. Do not, you know, be, be, 
beware of detachment from love and from light. Detachment can be healthy from painful things, but detachment from good things like love and um, warmth and kindness and compassion and generosity. Um, anyway, um, beware of assigning yourself as the lone wolf as i you know as i mentioned with aries moons aries moons is more of like a you know i'm i'm a hero i need to do this on my own aquarius moons is just like uh, kind of almost a bit of um i don't want to say paranoia i want to say um like kind of like um almost like imposter syndrome or like or thinking like oh, you know i don't belong i'm not really you know everyone everyone else belongs but I don't you know there's something wrong with me kind of a thing don't that's so helpful of me saying don't but um you know just keep that in check keep that in check um also beware of being overly stubborn or overly rebellious just for the sake of it you don't have to be unique because that's your brand you can just be yourself if that even if that happens to just be you know general and like what everyone else is doing it's okay um oh my god i'm literally at 40 minutes and i'm just still talking about the moon sign we need to get going but anyway aquarius moons you can rely on your detachment for negative things you know but make sure you're detaching in a healthy way okay pisces moons beware of reliance on escapism heavy isolation, addiction, and self-victimization. Pisces moons, you kind of get, you kind of get the self-victimization card a lot, you know, just don't, you know, you don't have to, you know, drown yourself in the dramatics of a situation, you know, you can, you can take ownership for your accountability. That, uh, okay, I feel like this is me dragging again. Anyway, Pisces moons, you know, you have incredible, um, Pisces moon, you kind of have super superpowers in a way. You have a really strong um, imagination and fantasy life, and you can feel things so so deeply. Just don't let that lead to harmful things. Yeah, and so yeah, that's that's all of the moon placements, um, and what to you know because the the moon sign it's where we can get held up. Th these are things to really. Um, just look out for, you know, um, and rec you know, think about, does this apply to me? Have I done this? And also if it's, say you're not a Pisces moon, but you have other major Pi Pisces placements that can also resonate for you as well. Um, you know, I mean, all of these, you know, sun rising, you know, even Mars or whatever, you know, that can resonate for you in that, in whatever realm, but sp specifically for moon signs, it's where a lot of the inner work begins, you know, and also look to the houses, you know, I said, I, I have my Scorpio moon in my 10th house, um, you know, that's in the arena of the, of the career, of the, go you know, achievement and goals, um, you know, and so that, you know, look at the sign and look at the house that it's in, um, and that's, that'll give you a full picture, really. Okay, now on to our sun sign. Interestingly enough, I don't really have much to say on the sun sign what is our sun sign it's it's our star sign you know when we pull up when we bring up that you know five dollar magazine and it has the horoscope for the month or whatever or for the week um 
that's that you know that's our sun sign i mean it's that's not it because i feel like there's uh you know i feel like astrology being reduced to just our sun sign is uh, uh, disgusting a little bit it's it makes me want to you know um puke but it but i mean also it's you know it's a good first step if you're learning about astrology but um no okay i'm i'm tangenting here our sun sign is our personality realm it's who we are presently at like a base level it's like it's i kind of think of it as it's like our nucleus it's, it's at the center of things and then other things branch off from it or like other things uh near it but like our sun sign is where we come back to that's you know it's it, it does take up a lot of, it does take up quite a bit of space you know it's it's who we are you know um but i feel like you know you, you can get information on your sun sign pretty easily it's it doesn't have a specific like um you know area like how our venus sign is our values and our how we love who we love what we love um and how we look at beauty or you know whereas our mercury sign is how we communicate our thoughts our ideas our sun sign is just kind of like who we are at like a, at a base level um yeah okay i'm going to read another poem before i talk about our rising sign because a rising sign is very important. It is, it's, you know, how other people perceive us, but it's also our sole purpose. What? We get a map to, like, on how to, like, be a good person? Yeah, I know, just look to your rising sign. Um, anyway, let me read a poem. Um, this poem is by Heidi Rose Robbins. The, you know, I can't emphasize enough for you to go check her out. She has you know, all social media, she has her uh, podcast, The Radiance Project, she's amazing, um, and this poem is called Freedom Carver, and this really, I think, channels the energy of the rising sign, okay, Freedom Carver by Heidi Rose Robbins, heart heavy, cloak of futility mine, I curl up, give up, Offer up an endless sigh. Brimming tears, nowhere to go, driving away a glimpse in the rearview mirror. All I see is lost time. Today, foolish for having a dream, done, wrung out, full up to my eyes in the repetition of a responsible life. Carrying some old pain yet to put down, the ancient familiar whispers in my ear, This is who you are, serious girl. This is who you are, refusing light's kiss. This is who you are, costumed, festooned, wanting to be something you're not. Ah, yes, this place, its intractable grip. And still, I know this. I am a freedom carver. Words are my sharpened edge. Reaching for my pen is like reaching for the moon, this far from grace, but I will summon every last shred of hope to fly in the face of this sorrow. Michelangelo set loose the soul in stone, cutting away what imprisoned life. I will write again and again, carving through the hardened crust of self-negated to the molten lava love core, with a headlamp and an inky pickaxe and the certainty, yes, tasted, that everything that isn't love is just waiting to become it, melting into the centre of itself. 
I will carve out what isn't mine, filling pages with black ink, mouthing the words that require the breath that move the body somewhere new, and burn away the dross as I stand as love, at the centre of the page watching well-worn sorrow eaten by this fiery dance. And so you really get a sense of, you know, Heidi refers to herself as a freedom carver. Um, and a rising sign or, or our ascendant is our, our purpose in a way. Um, it is it is the soul realm. It's who we are at a soul level, the energy that we want to cultivate to be our highest selves. Um and usually, usually this does take a bit of work to overcome, a bit of work to channel. But like our moon sign, we can come to rely on it. Um, and it's so interesting because Heidi, Heidi herself has a Leo rising. And it's so interesting her talking about being the freedom cover and, you know, writing of radiance and of light. You know, that's very Leo. Um, that's very Leo. And she... Uh, and obviously she's a poet and she's an artist and so you know she's really leaning into a leo rising but what does it mean to lean into our rising sign well well actually firstly let's also talk about our rising signs also how other people perceive us and how we present ourselves to others so for example aries rising might be people might perceive you as daring or bold assertive you know full of energy Someone with a cancer rising, people might perceive you as being profoundly sensitive and heartwarming, like a lighthouse in a fog, you know, they kind of flock to you in a, you know, for nourishment. Um, and it's really important to look to the planet that rules your rising sign. This is your chart's ruler and any major transits on aspects that this planet has in relation to your natal chart or the astrology of the moment will be especially significant for you. Um, like, for example, with this new moon in Pisces, if Pisces is your rising sign, then you'd look you'd look to Neptune, because Neptune is the rule of Pisces. And would you look at that? Neptune is also conjoining the new moon in, the new moon, um, in Pisces and also, and also with Venus as well. Um, and Venus, if you had, if you had a Libra rising, um, then Venus is the ruler, uh, the planetary ruler of Libra then this would also be an important transit for you because, you know, Venus is conjunct to this beautiful, beautiful um, new moon um, with Neptune. So let's let's go through the rules of each of the signs, just so you know. You can also look this up. Or um, So there's the traditional rules and then there's the esoteric rulers. And, and esoteric astrology is the soul-centered astrology. So it's, you know, all about the soul purpose, all about the soul. And so, so yeah, that's both. There's a traditional and the esoteric. Um, look to both or, you know, um, particularly if this is your rising sign, look to the esoteric ruler as well. Um, but, you know, really look to all of the above. Um, so the traditional ruler of Aries is Mars, but then the esoteric ruler is Mercury. The traditional ruler of Taurus is Venus, but the esoteric ruler is Vulcan, which is like a star system or something. But I mean, look look to Venus for Taurus. Um, the traditional ruler of Gemini is Mercury, 
and at an esoteric ruler, Gemini is ruled by Venus. For Cancer, it's the Moon, traditionally, and Neptune, esoterically. Um, Leo, it's the Sun for both. So Leo is just the Sun, everything revolves around us, yes. For Virgo, um, the traditional ruler is Mercury, and at an esoteric level, it's ruled by Moon. It's ruled by the Moon, which is interesting. Libra is ruled by Venus, and at an esoteric level, it's ruled by Uranus. Scorpio is ruled by Mars or or Pluto, traditionally, um, but esoterically, it's ruled by Mars, so specifically look to Mars. Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, and its esoteric ruler is the Earth, interestingly enough. Um, Capricorn is ruled by Saturn or Lilith, traditionally, but its esoteric ruler is Saturn, so... Capricorn looks to Saturn. That's, you know, it's the Saturn um, energy. Aquarius, ruled by Saturn or Uranus. That's still, I feel like, hotly debated in the astrology community. Um, I, I I say it's ruled by both. Uh, who cares? Um, esoteric ruler is Jupiter, though. So, you know. And Pisces, traditional ruler Jupiter or Neptune. But at an esoteric level, it's ruled by Pluto. Um... So yeah, some of these signs have multiple rulers or, you know, it's debated by astrologers what's their actual ruler or, you know, they they had, um, they used to be ruled by something else or now astrologers consider it ruled by a different planet. It's, it's a whole thing, but I mean, you know, one, fi- uh, I'll get into each of the signs, but I'll just quickly mention as well, when we meet people who their sun sign is our rising sign, that means they are here to teach us um, as they presently embody the energy that we're cultivating. For example, I have an Aquarius rising. Um, my mum is an Aquarius sun, and I also have a lot of friends who who their sun sign is Aquarius. Because Aquarius is my rising sign, and that's the energy that I'm cultivating, I look to them to, you know, in a way, teach me how to be my best Aquarian rising self because they presently embody that energy as this you know that's their sun sign that's just who they are without even thinking about it you know um so let's get on to our highest calling so our rising sign isn't necessarily an indication of our specific career path or anything like that um we look to the midheaven or the 10th house um to look at for that but a rising sign indicates what energy is best for us to cultivate. It's like um, who we want to be when we're our best self, you know. Um, you know, I have a Leo sun, a Scorpio moon, and an Aquarius rising. My Scorpio moon can kind of hold me back in being very possessive, in being very jealous, being very vengeance-driven, you know. Um, but my Aquarius rising but my Aquarius rising asks me to, you know, zoom out, don't be so zoomed in on that one goal, on that one thing that I'm just attached to forever, zoom out and detach a little bit, you know, a little bit of healthy detachment, Um, and so that's kind of like, a, you know, and so I live kind of by that a little bit, Um, and so yeah, I'm going to go through each of the rising signs and name what's what energy is best to cultivate. Um, and I, I've got 
uh, like a sentence about each of them about what you're what you're like at your best so aries aries rising you're the initiator you're the pioneer you're the trailblazer you're the one who forges a new path and leads and aries rising is at their best when they trust their intuition and dive into the new yeah taurus taurus rising the steady you're the wise you're the one who sees and lives through beauty a Taurus rising is at their best when they are 100% connected with the natural world. Yeah, Taurus is ruled by Venus, you know, you know, sign of pleasure, sign of love, you know, live in that. Gemini, your Gemini rising, you're the explorer, the writer, the seeker of knowledge, you're the one who asks the questions. A Gemini rising is at their best when they fuse their head and their heart into one. Yeah, so using all of that love of knowledge for your heart's true purpose, yeah. Cancer rising, you're the nourisher, the protector, the one who feels and unites all in their feeling. A cancer rising is at the best when they live in upliftment of the self and others. Leo rising, you're the creative, the radiant, the leader, the one who radiates their most inner, authentic self. A Leo rising is at their best when they shine their love for all to grow warm in. Yeah, the sun doesn't just keep yourself warm, it keeps everyone warm, yeah? Virgo rising, you're the refiner, the analyzer, the purifier, the one who is precise in their love and wisdom. A Virgo rising is at their best when they offer their practical nourishment for the betterment of others. Libra rising, the peacemaker, the lover of all things beauty and aesthetic, the one who embodies balance and harmony. A Libra rising is at their best when they offer the path that unites humanity. Scorpio rising. You're the tenacious, the transformative, the one who turns power into penetrating empathy. A Scorpio rising is at their best when they wrestle with the darkness to ultimately arise with love and light. Sagittarius rising, you're the adventurer, the optimist, the truth teller, the one who quests to acquire all knowledge. A Sagittarius rising is at their best when the mastery of their vision inspires all. Capricorn rising, you're the climber, the determined leader, the organizer, the one who reaches their goal and names another. A Capricorn rising is at their best when their will is in service to their heart. If you're, if you're an Aquarius rising, you are the innovator, the collaborator, the eccentric, the one who ensures all are included. An Aquarius rising is at their best when they share their love and resources for all to absorb. Pisces rising, you are the feeler, the artist, the healer, the one who feels through the sacred and the divine. A Pisces rising is at their best when they commit to ending harmful cycles and shine forth with unconditional love and empathy. Really, with all of these rising signs, it's applying what we've learned, applying the tools that we have in order to better love others, in order to better provide love to ourselves but also love for others, to share resources, to ultimately help those around us and help humanity 
that's really what is at the center of our rising sign, you know, and we all have different gifts to share, yeah? Um, but that's really what's at the core of that. And so I'm going to read another poem. It's by Anne Parker, and it's a short one, but it it captures so beautifully the the energy of the rising sign the the turning the darkness into the good and sharing that forth for others to learn from and to find comfort in and to enjoy yeah so this is job by ann parker what if every day you took on darkness like it was your job you picked it up spun it around cracked it over your knee until the light burst out of it. What if you hunted for darkness each day, as if on a mission to change the world, and did just that? You, spinning darkness into gold. What if we all did that until there was no darkness left, not one bit? Would you be up for the job? What if you found yourself excited by the thought of encountering darkness, and cracking its spine until we were blinded by the light. You up for it? That line of spinning darkness into gold is... That's gold. Like, oh. That, you know, that really, oof. And, you know, I've been Aquarius rising, so, you know, I'm all about, like, pouring my resources for others and stuff. And that's kind of like why I created this podcast to like share my astrological knowledge, share, you know, poems and stuff. I might not be the most advanced in my spiritual astrological journey, but I'm here to share what I know for my friends and for those people that I love so they can learn to, um, and get what they want from it, whether they're here, whether you're here to learn astrology, whether you're here to, you know, learn more about spirituality or, just hear my beautiful voice for an hour every few weeks. But yeah, so that's that's really what I want to talk about this episode because astrology is it's a map in a way. It it it's your compass to understanding yourself. It's a it's a tool for healing and it is a gift of love and compassion that you can share for yourself and that you can share for others. And this also applies to the other placements as well. We've just we've just touched on the sun, moon and rising. Um, I mean, it'd be great. I, I literally just thought of this right now. I'm going to make a podcast about a, an episode about um, how, you know, your Venus sign and what house that's in and what your love language is. Um, although I found out today that apparently the person who created love languages is homophobic. What? Anyway, um, that was wild, but, um, but yeah, I'm going to, I mean, that's, that sounds bitchin'. That sounds great. Um, you know, and so you can, all of these placements provide insight into who you are. And you can apply that to your life. You can live, you don't have to live your life in the dark. You can you know, you can use this to better understand yourself and live your life to a better standard. You can live your life how you want to live your life because you know who you are. Um, 
Oh, Heidi Robin Heidi Robbins's dad has a really great saying about something about like if you know your astrology, then you know who you are, or like if you know who you are, then you've got it sorted. Something oh, I can't remember it. It's it's a great saying though. Um, and Heidi Heidi's father's also an astrologer. Um, but anyway, thank you for joining me for another podcast episode. I, this has been really great, really fundamental to, you know, cover this because as I said at the beginning, you know, a lot of people who are into, a lot of people who aren't into astrology know the sun, moon and rising just because it's kind of like the common language, you know, the common trade. Um, but it's important to really like, uh, you know, harness what's available to us. Um, and, you know, I did kind of bang on for quite a bit about the, you know the the wretched sides of our of our moon moon signs and our wretched sides of ourselves but you know we can there's a lot to really rely on that I've learned my Scorpio moon even it's even though it's one of the 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 most interesting I'll say interesting moon sign placements I can rely on that for a lot of shit you know I I can if I, if there's a precise detail I need to look at, if, if, you know, I can really rely on, and talk about Scorpio and Moon in the 10th house, the tenacity of that, you know, people with major Scorpio or Capricorn or, you know, 8th house or 10th house placements, uh, you know, usually uh, tend to be in like tough businesses, usually tend to be in the entertainment business or um, you see them lasting because they have the tenacity and I, I have that tenacity. I can, you know, I I will be here doing what I want until I no longer want to do it. You know, I will I will I will be climbing that mountain, you know, and I can rely on that. Um and I can rely on the fact that I was probably a CIA agent in a past life because, you know, I can pull up information like that, you know. Um likewise you all have things that you can rely on too. Astrology is so great and so fun. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I can't remember if I had like an, an outro or like a catchphrase that I say at the end. But yeah, I hope you all, I hope you all spend this upcoming new moon or the, when I release this, the today's new moon, um, well, the, I mean the energy It's you know, you can use the energy a day before and a day after, like 24 hours before, 24 hours after, you know, that's, you know, the, the energy of that moment, um, you know, use that energy well, I hope you, you know, um, as much as, you know, it's a great time for like artists, um, cause you know, Pisces, it's the sign of artistry, creativity, spirituality, you know, create art, but also like have a rest, have some sleep, you know, do something that you love, um, and treat yourself, love yourself, um, yeah, all right, y'all, have a blessed week, have a blessed life, and love yourself. <laughs>